Good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of High Top Sports. We are in the studio with my man Steve and Chad. We have an absolute banger in store for you today. We are excited. It was week zero of college football. Football is finally, officially, just physically here. It's showtime. We are excited. We are fired up. And that means it's time for us to kind of just hash some things out, talk a little smack. We have gone through the ringer this past week uh, with our past videos. We have been through the meat grinder, as one would say, of just ruthlessness. The boys came out to play. The fists were thrown. And look, I can't say that we didn't bring it upon ourselves. We probably deserved every last jab that was thrown and every last punch that was that was landed. Uh, we came out. We attacked Uncle Lou. Uh, since then, Uncle Lou, you know, he came out. Maybe we, we went a little too hard on the guy. <laughs> we might have went a little too too heavy on him. He seems like a cool cat. We have hopped on a stream since then. Uh, he look, he kind of took it with took it with stride. I think he's a good sport about it. I'd love to have him on chit chat and uh, kind of see where this relationship could flourish. But uh, it was fun. It was all in fun, love and fun. But some people came out. The dogs came out to, in in support of Lou in defense of of Lou. So that was fun to see. Uh, the Utah Utonian Utes. Made that up off the top of my dome there. Uh, they came out a swinging or a flapping, as as I should say. They were not happy that, with our analysis. Reference? Uh, yeah. That, yeah, you see that? You see that? That was good, right? That's all, that's all what you did. Yep, that's what I did. Uh, they weren't happy with our, our uh, analysis. I thought it was pretty fair. Obviously, there's going to be some bias. Duh, right? But I think we did the best. I did the best that I could to keep it neutral. Um, people still were, were, were kind of ranting and raving saying, you, you don't know Utah football. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Okay. I wasn't dialed into Utah Utes football last year, bud. All right. <laughs> I mean, look, I get it. We're going to talk about it. You should have some knowledge. I hear you, but there's a hundred teams out there. I mean, I, I, I can only go so far. There's only so much that I can see and, and digest in a short amount of time. And Utah Utes were not on the top of my list. All right. Just going to be honest look, with you. Out here on the East coast. Look, we've even a talked time about, seeing this, boys. you know, the, the, the West the West Coast game is a great game every Saturday it kind of wraps everything up it brings everybody into uh it brings every just all the games kind of into summation it's just a great way to end the night but look I gotta be honest with you we're not getting a whole lot of Utah primetime games out here in uh in in the East Coast uh down, especially here in Florida there's there's just so much other so many other teams going on that uh that we don't get us we don't get to see a lot of them we did our research. But we didn't have a lot of of watching hours, not nearly as much as Utah fans. Maybe even some folks out there on the on the pack side of uh, of college football have seen uh, uh, Utah play. We didn't get that. Not saying that we're right or wrong, but you know, maybe look, a it's lack of it's it's an, it's an opinion opinionated defense, and part of it too. Look, I get you're going to get hate, so I'm not. I, it's fun. I enjoy it. That's what we did. It, we did it for. It's it's fun to get the the juices flowing. I live for it. Uh, everyone has an opinion. And everyone's always right. And so <laughs> I loved kind of trolling a few people in there that I don't know how to spell talking smack to. It's like, look, like at least you're gonna shit on me, at least do it properly. Um but like you said, we 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 I would say our analysis of the game w- was very statistical. Uh what we, we based off again off the offense, off of snaps and off of just straight um um stars and physicality and uh just the 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 history of each team i mean we, we, we talked with the snap uh deviation between the offensive line and defensive line that's all i can really go off of the teams never played each other they played two different style talented talent talented teams right we're in the sec we're in an actual real division um and we actually played teams all year long so to sit here and say like utah is this great team like look the teams that when they should have won they didn't win 
Uh, I did see some flack of like me comparing Anthony Richardson. I actually gave their quarterback room to Utah. So I did I did say that. Um look, all all will be will be will be done come Saturday. I've never wanted to win a game so much in my entire life. Just so I can go back, I'm saving the receipts now. Unfortunately, my receipts are very verbal and, and, and publicly, so it could come back just as heavy as I want to deliver it. So this is the fun part, right now. It's like it sucks because in football, in this in this seat, right, you want to talk smack, you want to talk some shit, and have some fun. Part of why with the Uncle Lou situation, he was like, "Look, I just attacked your Gator. Do you attack me personally?" Well, I can't attack the Bulldogs right now, Uncle Lou. They're they're the national champions. I gotta go after something. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta I, go after. I gotta swing back though. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like I, what, I, what, what, I can't beat you with like you know you, my team is better than yours because my team's not better than yours. So I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the low blow and I'm gonna tell you that your hair looks dumb. <laughs> for years, for the, like, so <laughs> early on in my youth, I would always talk smack. I would get into the the shit talking in college football with Florida versus Florida State and all this other stuff. Florida was good, so it was easy. Uh, when I was younger, and then I realized it kind of stirred up a lot of stuff, and you, you you get to a point where like you're talking shit for someone that you can't you there's you have zero control over. I can't control if UF's doing well, right? They lose, and then it's like then you feel like crap, and you don't like when your friends talking shit back to you because you're frustrated because your team just lost. Well, we, we neither of us have any control, uh, but I think that we've come full circle, and I have to get back into that where I'm gonna have to throw some blows and expect those blows to come back to me. So that just is what it is. I can't sit here and, and ride the fence. That's no fun for me or for any of you guys that come here to have a good time and chit-chat with us. If I give you this like basic just analysis, like, yeah, it's going to be a great game. I think each team's going to bring bring a nice uh, punch to the game. It's going to be exciting. I think Utah could win the game here. I think that, No, fuck that, okay? We're going to have a good time. We're going to dial it in. Florida's going to roll them, steamroll them, boys, okay? That's what you guys want to hear. That's what we all want to hear. You want to, You want an opinion. Even if you're going to be wrong, you got to admit that, hey, like I was wrong there, and you got to pick a pick up the pieces and we want to the next week. One thing I have learned is we all have the the memory of a goldfish. We'll all forget about it. So if I look like an idiot one week, I'll look like a genius the next week. It is what it is. We'll keep the we'll keep the train rolling. But it was fun. It was the first week that we really kind of put out some feelers of us having a, a, a strong opinion on something. And boy, oh boy, nobody held back, which I was good to see. It was fun kind of getting into it with the comments a bit for sure. Look at the end of the day. We we talked about it for week after week. It's it, it's it's been talking season for about a two months, right? It's not talking season anymore, people. It's football season, and Correct. now uh, look, FSU's got a game in their back pocket. I understand. Before we go into the comments, that it wasn't exactly the uh, the highest uh, echelon of, of of competition, but look, it was a game in Florida. It's game week, baby. Like so, everything that happened last week, every all the nonsense with Lou and all that. Look, it was talking season. It's not talking season anymore. It's game week. You have four more days, five more days until toe to leather. Look, I say five more days, but let's be honest. The gate, the, the day of the game, the night before the game. Anybody who's a college football fan, it's already game day. It's already game day. If, if you're if you're focused on anything else. Uh, then you're 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 not ready. You're not ready for uh, for the for the game itself. So, uh, my gosh, it's right around the corner for you guys. We got a big game coming up for FSU, LSU. Obviously, a big game coming up for for Florida, uh, Utah. It's let's let's just let's just get it on, baby. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Days. Florida, Florida had a, or, uh, Florida State obviously had a game. Uh, yes, like you said, we'll dive into that shortly. Yep. Uh, but great show. We kind of ran off for a little bit. Thank you guys for stopping by today. Let's say hey to everybody. Let's get the show list off and ready to rock and roll. Number one edge visits, and it's not uh, Russell who we've been talking about. We got another one that's setting a visit. Uh, o line priority. Florida's O line for next year obviously is a big priority. We need to get focused in on that. We have some news on that. Uh, Sharif Denson. I may have overreacted. We'll get into that. Uh, freshman alert and running back update. It seems to be that uh, uh, it's good news, but I'm sad news. Uh, Frosty Frost gets a little gets gets cold. Gets a little. Uh, it's it's sad. And then we're gonna do a little play, uh, college football playoff prediction. We're gonna start doing more college, expanding our wings here a little bit, talking about that, and uh, go over some predictions. What other guys are saying, and give us give us our uh, give us our opinion on how we feel it's gonna play out here. Before we though get started, it looks like we've got uh, some love from Mama there. Two, oops, What's two up, bucks Audrey? in the super chat. Thank you, Mama, for the love. Uh, let's say hey, who is in the chat with us today? Cody, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the stream, big dog. Had a good time with you Friday with the, the live draft. Dominic, you as well. George, beat Utah, baby. Kind of loopy. Vandy looking like they might actually win four games. Look, them putting up 63 against Hawaii kind of kind of shocked something, me. something, right? I was up, I was watching, I got home late from filming a wedding, and I couldn't last the entire time, but they looked a little rough in the beginning. Uh, but then I, I fell asleep, obviously. But for them to put up sixty three against uh, you know, I mean Hawaii's not really much, but I was it's not it's not it's not uh Bishop Sycamore who FSU played yesterday. So respect on That's that. That's true. That's true. Look, hey, hey, one thing I'll I'll give to to Vandy is uh just the travel time to get out to Hawaii. They played the game in Hawaii. Yep. Uh I wanna say that's a Gosh, a, a, a five-hour time difference. Flight. Well, it's a five-hour time difference, but I wouldn't say it's like an eight, eight, nine-hour flight. Like, uh, yes, yeah, that's tough. And to, yeah, and that's, then to get there, get that's settled. A factor. Yeah, it, 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 again, and it, it, look, and now you're talking about a you know the time difference. Like, you're just your your body's natural, just circadian rhythm is you go to sleep at a certain time, and when you're that far behind, it's what five hours. Like, it, it's easy to get a team like that. Uh, when you're that far away from home, they could sneak up on you because that's the, 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 those factors can 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 be a, a, a game changer. But look, Vandy played great football. They uh, they definitely looked deficient. So well done. Absolutely. And then we'll get into um, oh real quick. So TK Gator Nation, what's going on, man? Mama Garrett Bula, what's going on? Uh, Carson Muddy Water, six days. Johnny, uh, let's go. Hmm. F go Mets. What's up? What's going on? Hey, Braves are coming, big dog. <laughs> You, I know you feel us. Travis, what's going on, big dog? Ricky, uh, who else we got? Kaylin Walker, what's up, baby? Literus, how we doing, big dog? Chris Scott, <laughs> Rob Scar, my what's up, my fellow C minus? We both got C's in our fantasy football draft. Uh, Liz Husey wants to know Does Holly have makeup on? He might want to look a little prettier today. Got the guy some slack. All right. You do look a little flush, Stevie. Thanks. Flush, flush or like rosy? I'm not, I think she's complimenting me. You're trying to take it away from me, but whatever. Uh, UMC Gator Twin says, ooh, Holly has his professional wine. Did you read your wine? Do. I missed it. I missed it. Brian Carter, what's going on, man? Danny Lopez. Oh, look at John. Look at look at Holly looking fresh today. Thank uh, you, Rhett Hardy, go Gators. What's going on, man? Dan- Darnard, Darnard White, go Gators. We shocked the world Saturday. Let's rock, baby. Let's rock. 10-hour flight, my mom says to Hawaii. You're just a little bit Woo! off. Cody Phillips, Hunter Wolf, what up, boys? Hey, let's get a piss missiles, boys. Let's lock and load. It is gonna come. Braves, Braves is gonna come down to the end. Let's go, Braves. Absolutely. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season. I like that. I, I'm I'm here for it. All right. Let's hop into the show, boys and girls. Let's get this bad boy 
rolling. Five-star edge, Keon Keeley from Notre Dame. Decommitted from Notre Dame. Uh, a few about a week or a week two almost two weeks now. Uh, he has not made any decisions yet, but he is uh, speaking on making an official visit to Florida. He has made he's going to take some to Ohio State and Bama as well. He has uh, September third. He's going to the Buckeyes, um, and then October eighth he's going to Alabama. And it looks like that Florida might be the only other school that he has an official visit. Again, there is a difference between visiting and an official visit, right? That red carpet treatment, we've talked about it. So an official visit's huge because they they only get so many. So they're utilizing uh, an official visit to go to Florida. It, it, it's prioritizing Florida over other schools, which is, which is promising to us. Right now, Bama leads the way. They are the heavy favorites in this, as we would expect. Uh, the guy's the number one edge in the country. Um, so we have to obviously expect... Bama always to be involved with that. He's ranked seventh nationally. He's a five-star recruit. I mean, that would be massive for Florida to pull that. Again, we've got the Russo's and James Smith as well. Do all three of those guys go to Bama? If so, let's just, I mean, we might as well just call it a wrap if they land all three of them. Um, that would be absolutely ruthless if that were to happen. I don't know, even know what we would do, to be honest with you. Um, Me but, either. <laughs> I, I would prefer that not happen, to be completely honest with you, Sheldon. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's, that's a scary thought. So right now, this is the, the the number one edge in the country. He says that Florida is a close second to Alabama uh, heading into the fall. So that's promising. Uh, the defensive line we're pretty we're we're thick on. We could always use more. Obviously, we've got six right now. O line is where the, the I would say our biggest focus needs to be be transitioning to, which we're going to get into. Um, but the communication is strong between the schools and, and and Keon. So things look solid for for that. That would be great. To, to be able to land that. And I think that, that would help with the Russo and the James Smith, but I don't think he's going to commit for a while. Obviously, we have some, some visits set up for October. I could see Florida being a late October, early November visit as well. It's probably going to be a December commit if I had to guess. Um, but who knows? Maybe he commits early when he goes to a certain school and how he seems, how he fits into a scheme. I don't know. I think he's, I believe he was the one that said he's going, but when he makes his next commitment, because he did decommit from Notre Dame, that it's going to be like, hey, this is it. I'm When I pick a home, I'm, I'm home. Um, so again, that would be huge for us. Ranked number one from, from edge ranked seventh nationally. You want to talk about jumping some spots, boys, if we land, if we're able to land him, I'm easily top seven, top six, if we were able to pull that. And I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be surprised if he obviously would have an impact. Look, I think this is gonna be the last week we have any type of recruiting talk. So obviously that's why we want to have this conversation. Cause once, once Wednesday and Saturday hits, I mean, it's going to be just balls to the wall, live football commentary. So I wanted to get our last little feelers out there. Now, if we get some good news, obviously, we're always going to be here. We'll have a commit show if that happens during the season. Sure. We will be here and ready to rock and roll. But and I, keep, I feel like I keep saying this, but look, we're getting some good news. So I wanted to, to bring that up. So be huge for Florida to be able to pull that that edge, that five-star edge, Keon Keeley, for sure. Look, I mean, any time right now uh, that you hear the word decommit, or you know, respect my decision. And if 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 you're a Florida fan and you hear that term or you see that on social media, your instant your instant mindset is we got a shot <laughs> because sure. I think that's been that's been what's been the just the the the, mo, the 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 rolling snowball that's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger for Florida is every time one of these kids is decommitting from a school, it feels like Florida is right there ready to, to, to be in the hunt. Um, obviously Keon coming from, from Tampa, uh, that, that has to make Florida fans excited. Now, look, he's got obviously Bama, Notre Dame, who he decommitted from, but, uh, Ohio state, 
you know, he's got all the all the all the big names there, which tells you that uh, that the, the talent's there, the scouting is there. Uh, but with him being from Tampa, and you see that he's he's leaving uh, or he's decommitting uh, from from Notre Dame, it, you got to be excited about that because it's it just seems like there's a trend for these guys leaving one school and all of a sudden Florida becoming you know at least in the top three of their their potential suitors from there. For sure. Um, let's go to the comments really quick here. Muddy says, speaking of recruiting, how is Eugene Wilson not a top 25 player? Guy is killing it. Uh, he he is killing it uh, this year. He looks so... Also, too, uh, Dequavia Sori trolled all of us. Ended up committing to Auburn this past weekend. Uh, that, that one felt like that was a shoe-in. I remember we would talk about, hey, man, it's like, yeah, Sori's coming. No, no big deal. Like I remember having a conversation with Connor Clark about that, and it felt pretty pretty solid. So that was rough. But I did hear John Johnson say Florida looks pretty good, so that would be another solid pickup for us as well. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of fun to, that was crazy to see with the Quavia story kind of just curveball there out of nowhere. I think part of it to me, uh, the wide receiver, uh, grew in some depth and maybe he felt a little competition because Auburn out of all those schools, I mean, you're looking at Bama and Florida, he probably had the, the nod at Auburn of like, you're going to be the guy here where he probably was going to share some time at Florida and, and Alabama with what we were able to pull. Uh, sure. Monroe, uh, Monroe Freeling. So we talked about him early on, like a few a few months ago, being a target for Florida. He's a, I want to say a five star offensive lineman. I, when I, the last that I looked, it looked like Florida got really cold on his recruiting. So I, I honestly quit quit scoping him out. If you want to look him up, Stephen Stephen's changed. Uh, we we can see that, but I don't know. Uh, great question. Uh, here. Uh, Go ahead. Throw the, throw the name again. Who who is it? Uh, Monroe 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 Freeling Freeling. Uh, Alejandro okay, has a great it, question. It, is it a disgrace for Florida if they lose to Utah, or is it a respectable loss since they are number seven? It's a hundred percent a respectable loss. Now, how they lose and how bad—that's where I think it, it. That's where the very comes in. If it's a twenty-one blowout, that could be brutal. A fourteen-point loss, depending on how that. Like, if it's like a seven-point game and like a pick-six happens at the end, and it's a fourteen-point loss, that's not an embarrassing loss, right? Like things like that happen. Ten-point loss, anything under fourteen, I feel like is a respectable loss. Unless maybe Utah kind of like goes up 14-0 and never really looks back and they just keep that that 14 deficit in the entire game and control the game. Um, but again, it's uh, any a loss is losing to a team is never disrespectful unless like you lose like a Vandy or like a Mizzou or Florida State, right? That it, even a one point loss to those teams would be <laughs> a little disrespectful. But losing to the a number one seven a number seven ranked team who is potentially a playoff team because of how their schedule plays out uh, is never going to be a disgrace, in my opinion, especially with where Florida is coming from. We can't look, I know I kind of disrespected on Utah a little bit, but we have to have respect for these guys. I mean, they had a great, pretty solid season last year. I'd say a great season last year in, in a sense of Utah yep. and coming in this year, ranked number seven and Florida is coming off of the dumpster fire of the year last year. Expectations have to be reasonable here. So, yeah, and and you're talking about you know you know a, a new year a, a a first year head coach the the very first game that they're all coaching as a uh, as a staff uh, you know you can you can try to mimic things as best as possible you can scrimmage things as best as possible um, but not even from the the talent that you have on the field it's just the game day operations. Um, that it just takes to kind of go into, you know, how's the communication from the booth to the sideline and things like that. I know, I know that these are intangibles and they feel a little bit off, but uh, th those are the those are the things that a, 
a tenured head coach, especially who's been with the school, his his assistants have been with him for a while. These are the things that they don't have to iron out, right? So they're so they're less worried about those little wrinkles on the game day operations, and they are potentially uh, the, the the playbook and and what, how are we sizing up and and you know how are we adjusting to what you know the the other team is doing. Again, not saying that I don't, I don't believe that Napier's already thought of these things, but it's just one extra element. So, look, Utah, no, no one's taking anything away from them. Um, they they played a, a, a great season last year. No one doubts that they're another uh, great season away. Good team. Um, we obviously want to see uh, that, that Florida has, you know, that, that first win under their belt. You know, once it it comes down to it, uh, in in the game's over. But I, I could see where like some Utah fans are very very confident going in. For sure, absolutely. Uh, you want Florida to win too, Steve? Look, I I'm I'm to the point now where I want Miami to beat Texas A and M. I want Florida to beat Utah. I I'm ready to get the state of Florida in college football back to the powerhouse that it used to be where if you were playing a school in this state you almost chalked it up to a loss and said maybe we'll start our backup quarterback ahead of time i it just it's been a long time since all three you know what that is Steve? four now i've never it's, heard it's of just, i'm ready for it i've never heard a bama fan say i mean i can't wait for auburn to be good again you know, I think, oh, don't even start I think, with me. I think what that chant, y'all chant SEC. I think you what go. I think what who, that okay, is. Who is, did Alabama? Who did Alabama root for against uh, Auburn FSU? Who who did Alabama we, root for? Can I finish? No. I think I think you're what you're at. You're at it. You're at a point where you're like, look, look, FSU is not going to be good for a while. So I need something, you know, to hang my hat on, and you need the state of Florida to do. Look, I respect it. I think you're in a good place. You're in a good place as a Florida State fan. You're mentally accepting, and I, I look. I respect that. That's what I was trying to say, Steve. I don't. You got to defend it very quickly. And all I was going to say was like, look, it's glad to see that you've you've adopted no, the fact. You're, you're assuming that I've like I've given up, and like I I need to live vicariously through other schools in the in the state. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. I'm just ready to get back to the, oh, uh, boy, to the powerhouse oh, boy, oh, boy. that was Florida football. Oh, I love it, Steve. You're a fucking blast. Uh, real quick, Anthony Williams, first live chat, but look at y'all for but looked at y'all for a week now. Great show. Appreciate it, Anthony Williams. Thank you for the comment, man. Thank you for stopping by and joining us on this live chat today. Gary Baker. It's going to be the 49ers to beat us Saturday night. It's going to take the 49ers. Okay. All right. Like that comparison there. You're All right. I like professional that. I like that. team. Um, sorry is Gator Bait. Absolutely. Alejandro, thanks for the response. No problem. UF Shorts, what's going on, man? Florida's not getting freely. I didn't think so. Mo Jr., no loss is respectable. Is Holly on flip alert? Holly, are you on flip alert to Florida? I heard last last show you said go Gators. So somebody somebody edited my comments enough to uh to make that to uh-huh, make that appear. yeah, yeah. John Wilcox has become a member. I think that's gonna be his second month. I think we've got some third month members in here with red piggies. We got white, green, and red. People are uh, moving their way up on the membership board. I love it. Look, we hit 50 members this past week. We get 60. We're doing, we're doing a giveaway for our members. If you want to become a member, you can join the link in the description. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway for Gator tickets from the Costco's that uh, Uncle Lou was roasting this past weekend. So we're gonna we're gonna you know talk, uh, hop in on that and, and show some love there. Also, too, guys, we're 150 away from 3,000 subscribers. 
I would love if this, this channel could hit 3,000 subscribers before September 3rd. Could you imagine 3K subs on September 3rd? I mean, just it's just you, you, it's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. Not to not to mention that we're going to be live outside the stadium uh, doing the. It's a great uh, point, Steve. These are, these are all solid points. Look, you may as well you may as well sign up now. Look, we're we're, we're basically making high top sports. The, the 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 pregame show we're we're, we're going to do everything short of putting a uh, mascot head on but we're going to be out there we're going to be we're going to be talking to the folks that are at the stadium we're going to be talking to 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 fans players any and everything that we can get our hands on we're, we're putting it all out there for you guys love it love it love it love it um jordan dragon what's up super chat from the man hunter wolf <laughs> Holly, the undercover Gator fan. Money, you know? <laughs> I love it. Tra- Travis has got something special for the channel this week. Is that you asking or are you telling? I don't know how to take that. Lombardi, what's up, Tim? Steve's number one team, Florida State. His number two team is UF. Is that true, Steve? No. Miami's <laughs> no. your number two team? Who's your number two Florida team? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Both of those teams can burn in a fire. I hope when when Florida and Miami play, I hope for a missile. That's that's what I'm hoping the outcome is. Uh, my number two team would be probably North Carolina. You're, you're boring, Steve. Like you're you you know like you'd, you'd be better. There's be no better. shot. Travis is telling. Gonna... Telling. We got so so you got something special for the channel this week, Travis. You sending some love? Whoa. You sending some love or something, Trav? What's up, big dog? Appreciate the love, man. Uh, real quick, Florida's got some O-line help on the way, boys and girls. That has been a, a room of emphasis for the Florida team. Uh, again, I think as uh, from if I had now that the recruiting recruiting season isn't over, right? But we're getting into more football season. Recruiting never stops. Dan Mellon taught us that, but it's definitely going to slow down a little bit for this first year. It's going to be you know the focus is going to change a little bit. And again, it's not over, I guess. So I can't say it's over, but let's say it's a good. 75% of the way through, if we had to say, where are we lacking? I know at one point we came out with this middle linebacker was the concern. That was the room that we were frustrated with. Uh, but now, to me, with two O-line coaches, and to only have, I want to say it's two offensive linemen committed. Now, linebacker, we only have one, so you could still kind of fight the, o- the linebacker position being a concern. But my, I would put more emphasis on the O-line room, especially having two offensive linemen coach. Uh, the the strength of an O-line is going to sell to running backs and to the wide receivers and to quarterbacks as well, which that helps a lot more than the, the linebacker position. So we're getting some love with from Caden Jones, who's a three-star uh, O-lineman. He spoke recently on uh, our boys' podcast, Connor Clark, Roll Up Varsity, which is a great podcast. You guys haven't checked that out. We love supporting them and showing them some love. Uh, he says, right now, he says, Florida's in the lead. He is going to wait till December to commit, though, so that's a long way away. He's going he's going the entire year without committing. Um, again, three-star guy, could move up in those rankings, just like we were talking about, Eugene Wilson. We, we hope to see him move up. Mazel as well, I think, could be a big one. Uh, Kelby Collins could be one that moves up as well. But they seem pretty heavy on him. Uh, even though he's a, thir- a three-star guy, there's a lot of love there. He's got offers from, I want to say, like Tex- the likes of Texas, uh, Florida State's in the hunt, Houston, Texas A&M. So some, some, some big schools looking at him as well. It's not like he's just kind of, you know, some, some fly-on-the-wall three-star guy. Uh, so it would be great to get that pull in, get some more depth. I don't think it moves us up from just a, a ranking standpoint because, again, the, the points aren't there. The national, the national ranking isn't that high. But again, we we need some love. We need some depth, and a good Kane Jones plug in there would be would be great for sure. So, 
we need some love in O-line for sure right now. Yeah, look, and one of the things that, that I've always it, somewhat admired about uh, Billy's offense is that it's, it's creative, but it's predicated on a, a base running situation, right? So you, you've got to have the, the running backs, which right now we, we, we've talked about this and we'll, we'll go into it a little bit further, but, uh, but, but Billy's already got a great running back stable uh, coming into his rookie, uh, his rookie year. But you got to be able to block for those guys. And I think that's where Billy's offense starts to really thrive. And, and going back and looking at some of the things that he was doing out in it, it, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Tech, um, it just it felt like if the if the running game didn't exist, then a lot of the other parts couldn't pick it up. You know that tight end didn't get open because he was keeping him in. You know, it just it, but I, it, the, the more you can add to your offensive line, regardless of stars, uh, for what Billy wants to do and the way he wants to establish an offense, uh, I you can't hate adding anything star wise one two three give me sure. the depth that i'm gonna need because the offensive line they just take the biggest be- offensive defensive line are, are gonna get more dinged up than probably any other for he's six seven 300 pounds he's a big boy that's it he can move he can just move mountains at that point or at least take up enough space to where two people on the on the defensive side have to you know have to account for him so Look, I think part of, so so you think someone that big should have more stars, but sometimes, again, these kids don't know how to utilize their weight. I was actually talking to to Kevin Stokes about this. There's a big boy on Nisa's team, big boy, O-lineman. I was like, y'all kid's big. He's like, yeah, but he worked with him during Opportunity Knox. He's like, look, I had to show him how to utilize his weight and maximize that strength. So they look big, but sometimes they're like big teddy bears, genuinely. Uh, and that's where kind of, you hear like the, the, the comments like little man syndrome because sometimes you got just like a Rex Burkhead who's tiny, but they're just ruthless because that got that dog in them, right? And then the big guys, oh. it, it, it's look, it's how you're raised. I think I, I as I've gotten older, you start to realize and you see these things. Like you see a big guy and you're like, how is that guy not stronger? Well, if they're a big guy around to run a bunch of little people, they kind of almost are insecure about their size, so they try to shrink in themselves. Right, and then if you got a little guy who's around a bunch of big guys. They try to live bigger than themselves. So it's also too that where have they grown up? How, have they been in the right uh, scenario that's allowed them to grow into that body? You hear that? You hear that? That that stature, six, seven, three hundred. Like, oh, this kid's got to be a stud. Like, how how is he not better? Well, again, it's utilizing and being able to maximize that weight and strength. That that's where the development comes into play. Now, again, that's easily not easily, but that's that's something that you definitely can be taught right? It's strength and it's something you can develop. So maybe that's what they're seeing. They're saying, look, three-star guy now, but a ton of potential with the size and stature of this kid. I just need to get him here and I'll feed him and teach him the right moves in place and we can grow him. If Because I believe in my offensive line coaches and, and coaching staff that much. Yeah, I like that. Look, a lot of it has to do with, with, with more like less size than just the, the level of how you play the game. Um, offense, defense, even, you know, the, the linebackers, corners, like you, you got to understand that you've got to be physical and how you engage with uh, the player uh, on the other side of you every play. Are you hitting them like with your hands? Are you, or are you just leaning into them with your body? And I think there's a big part of football that you have to teach some of these kids that, you know, you could be 300 pounds, but if you're not, you know, you you know, you're not hitting with your hands and engaging with your hands like you're the the size that you are. 
they're just going to push you aside regardless yeah, of you're how just, big Now you you're are. just a big, just bowling ball you're at that point. Way. Right, right. Yeah. Which helps too. It, I mean, just sometimes yeah. being the way is, 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 it's, it's useful. But yeah, got to definitely expand on that. Carson Cood says, Y'all got Gators beat Utah or no? Tennessee fan here. Just wondering where y'all at with this. Steve can answer himself. But look, if, if you're a, a Utah ranked seventh in, in the nation, playing an unranked team, coming on to playing a team that is has a new coach coming off a 6-6 six six year with a, a, a an essentially a, 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 a green quarterback, a green running back room, right? A healthy running back room. I'm not roasting, but a green. It's it's green. However you want to look at it, it's green. That's right. A, 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 a neon green wide receiver room, and you're only favored by two and a half points? What's up, Utes? I mean, like, you guys want to come roast. You want to be in the comments talking some smack. I mean, what's... What's up? They're yeah, going through a lot of transition Utah. there too. They're going yeah. through a lot of tra- transition out that way. I think we can beat Utah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I one hundred percent believe that you guys can beat Utah. Absolutely. Um, let's get to the comments really quick before we go on to our next topic here. If your brand's making new and you're liking what you're seeing, you're having a good time with us. Make sure you guys drop a like, uh, drop a subscription. We want to get to three thousand before we're so close. I can smell it. You know, we're just we're tickling it, boys and girls, and I and I like it. I love it. Uh, Andrew Gator fan says 34-17 Florida beach Utah. Uh, Dominic says, are you hitting him with the sweaty boobs? Absolutely. Um, we need a dog button. We do need a dog. Got that dog in him. We do. <laughs> we got a lot of buttons I got to put together. Steve said go Gators last week. I had a busy last few days. I was unable to input the button, but I have the that audio clip wrong. ready to go. It will be, it will be uploaded by next Wednesday. I promise you. Promise it you. It will be. It hundred percent will be. And we'll, it'll be probably more used than this button here. Oh, my. Why else would you want to say go Gators, right? Um, let's go on to another one. So uh, this is another one I got a lot of flack for, which, I mean, it is what it is. I, I, at this point, we're just a sounding board of uh, abuse. For Sharif Denson, we had that, there was like the, the clip of him wearing the Bama gloves. I raised the question, should we panic? Is it a big deal? Steve, you were on the side of no. You said it's not a big deal. You you gave a yep. very good reason of why it wasn't, that these kids do this all the time. Who cares? Let, let them have some fun, right? They got some swagger they want to rock and roll with. What's the big deal? I gave the example, which got a lot of flack, of it's to me it's a, it's a, it's a sign of cheating. I'm not a, you know, like that whole girlfriend thing. Like if, if she goes and wears another dude's clothes, are you going to be okay with it? Obviously, I'm playing, I'm playing into it a little bit, uh, but it's fun. It's a fun thought. He came out and said, I'm not going anywhere. It's a lock. <laughs> Look, I, that makes me feel good. I feel good about that, but it still scares me a little bit. Like it just—you never know. But I—I I, I think um, I want to say he was on uh, Marcus Stokes live this past week, and I hopped on there and talked with Stokes for a little bit. He says he wants to be on the show. He's been sick, so maybe we can get him on the show. Uh, Quentin Brown, just subscribe. Welcome, Quentin. But look, it's good to hear him come out and say that. I think maybe he heard a lot of the noise and he wanted to settle it. Maybe he saw the podcast. He's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I think is what it was. That's it. He's like, I'm not leaving. Uh, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. But look, <laughs> I still don't feel comfortable with it. I don't feel comfortable with any of them, to be honest with you. It's just anything could happen. You know, when, when Saban rolls into town, it's, it's scary. It's a scary place to be at. So we'll see. But I at least wanted to give you guys an update because look, we were, we weren't, we weren't uh, shy to share it when he was roasting Florida or wasn't repping Florida. I got to, I got to look, this is one of those times I look like an idiot. I'm going to, I'm going to come back on my word and say, look, maybe I was wrong. Maybe. <laughs> look, like, like, like we talked about, like, look, these guys go to these, these visits, they get all kinds of, of swag bags to go home with. 
It, yeah, he just threw some gloves on. It's nothing to see. Nothing to see. Uh, Muddy says, my father-in-law teases the swamp and brags that Virginia Tech has the best atmosphere in entrance. I would have they to do. argue that that's pretty, yeah. Vatek has probably the best entrance in college football. I would say the Clemson uh, gives it a close run. Yeah, but there. See, see, Clemson is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, look, hold on. Here's how Clemson's like, intro works. They all get on a bus, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the other side. Yes. They take the bus around to the other side of the stadium. Yes. They get off of a bus. Uh huh. And then they run down a hill. After they pet a rock, like it's just it's what. Why yeah. the hell are we taking buses? Okay, so if they took a limo, would that be better? If they took like a no. string of like limousine uh, Mercedes Benzes, like I don't come know. Out you... of come out of your come out of your locker room, come out of where you're supposed to be. Like, why are you taking a trip around half of your stadium to come out of the other side? That's not how any football team has ever worked. Yeah, let, let me do no, this. I, let, let, so let... the I can I, okay the bus argument I can see a little bit, but. I don't know. It's like you're you kind of get routing the bus. You put you put all these grown men into this confined area, and you just start screaming and yelling, and everyone's just hyped up, and it just kind of but puts you don't. all. You don't know they what's don't. going on. You ride you rode the bus, Steve. You've been in the bus. They they, they have cameras on the bus all the time, and they you don't show think it on the stadium. The full thing. time, they don't say a word. They all just sit there. So maybe that's part of it. You. Maybe it's like, hey, this is like your last moment of just seclusion, right? Seclusion. You kind of dial it in. You get humbled really quick, and then you're gonna just plow through that wall, running down the hill, petting the rock. It 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 it, it symbolizes like you're running into war. You're charging down the hill for battle. How is that any different than, than following a horse with a spear? <laughs> what are you talking? I mean, yeah, about? that's 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 fair, <laughs> but it's down a hill. What look, Florida look, State's doing Virginia, is going through a tunnel. Let me finish going through a tunnel, which all college stadiums do. And you can even say enter the same man. They just it just the whole stadium is more involved. They involve the fans more, which makes it a great entrance. But the Clemson, there's there's some there's some deep there's some some emphasis there. Again, you're storming, you're getting ready for battle, and you're just charging down this hill. I don't know. It's pretty sick. I think you're just look, you're just bitter. No, it's, it's, no, I I like I like Vodtech's interest. I think or intro uh, intro. I think that uh, that Clemson's is dumb. Like you you're taking a bus from where you start to where you finish in order to get into the game. Like that that's silly to me. Uh, but Vodtech they they have a walk. It's way behind the stadium, but you can see them walking all the way through. The fans can see it uh, from, uh, from from depending on where you sit. But I mean, Inner Sandman, Inner Sandman, yeah. That, that 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 hey look it's better than FSU's I'll 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 give them that it is better than FSU's entrance and it's hard for me to say that. I mean the Sandman part is the song's great. I don't I don't think they capitalize on entering the Sandman in my opinion. Like I feel like it hypes up and then it's like a like if Clemson combined with Enter the Sandman, oh explosive. But it's more because the stadium gets involved with Enter the Sandman and it's literally shaking. And yeah, there's, there's the emphasis point, right? on it. There's emphasis on it. They just run out the field to lose football games anyways. Uh, like, uh, I could see, like, Saban coming out and saying, like, I don't even care about this kind of stuff. Uh, Jerry Wilson, welcome to the family. Thank you for subscribing, bud. Uh, I could see, like, Saban coming out and saying, like, I don't care about any of this stuff. Who cares? It's just a bunch of hoopla uh, because it's just noise. And if you go out there and lose, who cares how cool your entrance is? It's just the same thing with, like, his, 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 his thought process on uniforms. He's like, we got two. 
Like, what <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. that. That part I agree with. I love it. Great. Great talk. Great, great conversations as always. This is what's going to be fun. College football season is going to be a new a new one for us. Uh, we were doing the podcast last year, but we didn't really have this consistency of, you know, where we wanted to be. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of where our conversations go and where you guys, you know, push the conversation as well. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't heard, we'll, we'll, the comments will come through a little bit delayed on what they feel about those interests. So we'll see what they say about that. Um, let's get into some more, let's get into the running back room because it is hate Utah week. And so let's get into how Florida is looking. So Montreal Johnson seems to be the, the shoe in for the number one guy, which we've been saying that for a while. I, part of me was wanting the Lorenzo to have more of a dogfight in it. Naquan, I would love for him to do well too, but Montreal is just, I said this, I actually made a video that I never posted where I felt that Montreal was going to be the guy. I said this before we met. Lorenzo, meeting Lorenzo changed my bias a little bit because my love for like Lorenzo as a guy grew. Um, and it looks like we just got a member. I think Rob Scar just hit his second month on becoming a member. Welcome, man. Atta, baby. So two months. Yep. Um, oh, it's even got a little message there. But with, with Lorenzo, obviously, I again, Montreal just to me is the bigger back. He play, He just looks more physical. Uh, and he's young. I mean, he's only a sophomore. Plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's said multiple times he he felt kind of bamboozled by not being recruited by the SEC earlier on or by a higher tier school and going to play at at Louisiana. So it's I'm not surprised that he's the number one guy, especially you're you're playing for an offense that you already know. I mean, we, we see this like again. Billy is Billy. All Billy did was take his regime from Louisiana and bring them over to Florida. And so he's he's it's not like he it's not like he's having a transition year. He's not having your typical transfer portal like a Ricky Parasol. He has to come learn a new offense. He gets to come right in and be the guy. So it's not surprising to me. What is surprising is uh, Trevor Etienne is making an absolute tear. And Montreal said, "I don't be shocked if you see him in the fall." I didn't expect to see him much. Only in like a, like a USF game later on. Maybe in uh, Eastern Washington later on in the game, right? With some Jack Miller action, I expected to see him there. But I think we're going to probably see him more than that, which is really exciting. And again, it sets the tone for that future running back room of him being that guy. And if he's already making an impact now, boy, oh boy, buckle up. We might have a, a talent back there that we haven't seen in a while. Now, I, I can't say that because obviously Damian Pierce is an absolute stud right now. I just don't think we utilize it the right way. Um, I would like for us to get into the conversations of the Bamas and the Georges of the world of running backs. And again, I think Damien was that guy. I We just didn't, Mullen just just wasted it. And so we didn't get to see like a Dalvin Cook, right? Like I mean, when you guys had Dalvin, like it was just exciting to watch him play. You just see this, this kid just all of a sudden, like you're watching like, yo, this guy's going to be the real deal. Uh, Bama always has a running back that does that. Uh, James Cook, who was George's running back last year, who's, a second string guy in Buffalo is looking to earn that top spot. That guy's running with a chip on his shoulder, a little tiny, but he'll put some weight on. So I would love for Florida to get into that, that rhythm. And again, I think obviously Damien was that guy. We just didn't utilize it. So it's hard for me to say like we had it. Cause I don't, we knew we had it, but did we know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. And look, look, we've, we've, we've talked about Montreal Johnson coming in, uh, in some of the advantages that he's had, uh, knowing Billy, knowing the offense, Again, it's not always about what, what what you do between the tackles or or even just you know finding yourself in a flare route. 
you know, in the flats or something like that. Um, it's about knowing the audibles and knowing the calls and knowing your blocking assignments. And I think that's a big deal that that, that Johnson has, has had, you know, all year going in. We talked about that a ton. Um, you know, th- the fact that Etienne is is making that level of surge considering he's he's so young tells me that he is either picking up the offense very fast or his athletic ability is through the roof sure and 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 he's he's able to kind of off play, uh, off play maybe i don't know all of the the playbook but i can i can play so look that's that's insane uh the fact that he is getting as much uh i guess uh, reps in I, practice yeah. and they're expecting yeah they're expecting a lot out of him that's a, that's a big big push uh for a uh for a freshman to have that that type of uh, that type of just uh clout coming out of uh, out of the coaching staff yeah it sounds like so there's been talk obviously with the wide receiver room being very competitive and it's competitive in its in regards to they're not being enough standout talent so it's anybody's ball game but not in a positive way the t- uh, the competition in the running back room seems seems the same same narrative, but in a much brighter light. Of like, we just got a lot of good talent, and we got to make sure that we u- utilize all of them the right way, which is exciting. Uh, so that's good to hear. Real quick though, Yuke uh, Whitlow, brand new here. If you're, if you're new, I haven't seen your name before, so welcome to the stream. We're gonna run over some teams this year. Then we got Mike Litteris, little super chat. Can we get a Sheldon? Quarter shoe in counter going. Have I said that a lot this evening? I always kind of get some feedback. Have I said this? It's like it's absolute shoe in. I get. I'll say <laughs> right a lot. Like I get. I get on a little bit of a tear. You guys could probably do a drinking game to some of the things that I, re, re, I get repetitive on and just sound like a complete buffoon. But uh, don't threaten me with a good time. I'm. I'm in. Yeah, we will all be hammered by the end of this dang thing. <laughs> and then we got a super chat from Mr. Kevin Stokes, Papa Stokes in the building. Welcome to to the stream, big dog. Hopefully, Marcus is feeling better, my man. Uh, he said he wasn't feeling too hot on his his Instagram live the other day. So, Kevin, what's up, my man? Good to see you. Have uh, back, back back in the chat. Good to have you, Sportsy. What's going on, man? I haven't seen you in a while. It's Hate Week, uh, Utah Hate Week, boys. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Q Lee, what's going on, man? Welcome to the stream. So yeah, excited for, excited for the running back room. Let's move into uh, Frost. This has been a hot topic. I mean, everyone's been talking about it. Scott Frost in Nebraska, the boys, brutal. And then and, and, uh, Dublin Iron this, this past weekend against Northwestern. This is where this is tough. We've talked about this, I think, like in January, where I said that Nebraska was the best, worst team in college football. They went 9-3, and three, or excuse me, 3-9 and nine last year, and it could have easily been a 9-3 and three type of season if they just lost a lot of close ones. I want to say that three and nine last year, and one of those three wins was against Northwestern by like forty plus. And so to come in, I actually saw a TikTok yesterday from uh, Busting with the Boys, is a Nebraska boy, the the co-host, where he had Nebraska going like eleven and one, like had him beating Ohio State and Michigan, and like yeah. losing, yeah, like losing like a one off game. Uh, and he could look, he didn't, he had a reason to believe that. I mean. You win this game. The next two were basically Florida State type style type of competitors, where it was just an online school. Um, and then I want to say the fourth game was against Michigan. But again, now the momentum's in the right direction. Like, hey boys, we're three and zero. You can win. You are a talented enough team to win this game. Um, and so I saw where he was coming from. Look, Nebraska season's not over, but that's a tough loss. Frost is going to be definitely on the, the chopping block. Does he make it through the season, Steve? Is this a Mullen? esque type of situation where he doesn't 
battle through this. I mean, you've got some stats there. I'm going to plug my computer in so it doesn't die on us. Uh, I know you've got like his history of, of wins and losses and how he kind of brought UCF to what it was and how he was supposed to be the Florida guy, the Florida's coach. We went with Mullen. Let's get into that. Why I plug this in. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, yeah. So, so look, I, I think a, a lot of Florida fans may forget that in the time that that Florida was looking for a head coach, uh, Scott Frost was there. Like, he was interviewed by Florida, um, and he was, from what I can remember, uh, the pick that a lot of Florida fans wanted to bring to 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 Florida uh, University of Florida, Florida University. If you're an FSU fan. Um, but look, he opted to go to his alma mater. So he goes out to Nebraska. Um, and look, I just, if, it, it seems like it was a great decision. It, just, it felt great for Nebraska. It felt great for Scott Frost. But since then, since then, it has not been a, a, a good mix. Um, one of the things that I think, they're, they're, they're dealing with out there is their transition to the Big Ten. They don't play football games in Texas anymore. They used to be, you know, down in, uh, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, you know, the, you know, the big, the, the, the states that really can produce a, a ton of talent uh, that aren't being soaked up uh, by the, the in-house uh, university. So look, just, he, he came in, it's not been a, a very, very strong showing. There's been some some really ugly games as a, as, as a whole. Uh, I want to say back in 2018, I'm just going to go through a couple of these things. Uh, Troy beat them 24 to 19 back in 2018. Colorado was a horrible team at the time uh, in 2001. Beat them uh, 62 to 36. Uh, Missouri uh, beat him uh, by double by double digits, um, but so here we are. Uh, Scott Frost last year has I basically acknowledged that he is not a very very good football coach, and he has taken a pay cut. He took a cut in his base salary and took a cut, and if the University of Nebraska decides to fire him, the, the payout that he gets. So it's almost like both the coach and the university are on the cusp here of understanding this this whole beautiful relationship of me coming back to my alma mater is simply not going well. Um, and then, you know, just yesterday, we, we have the, I don't even know how to describe it. So <laughs> you've got Nebraska up 28-17 in the third quarter. For some odd reason, they opt to kick an, an onside kick after a touchdown. They've, they've been playing good football. They've been playing well from the beginning of the game. and With and a lead, correct? Some, well, yeah, 28-17. They were, they were ahead. So here's, here's kicking, so kicking away. And, yes. they, and they went with an onside kick, which turned into a almost instant touchdown for Nebraska or for, uh, Northwestern. for Northwestern. So yeah. here's so this is there's a, this is a two parts to this because with the lead, that's for the the concerning part because like you said statistically, you don't you don't land those right. But he hits that right. He gets that. He kind of it's a, it's one of those things where you catch the other team off guard. 
He gets it. Nebraska recovers. Nebraska controls the ball, gets a field goal or scores a touchdown. He looks like a genius. Looks like Scott Frost is dialed in this year. He's here to win football games. Nobody's questioning anything. So one of those plays, a play like that, it's tough because it's it's a gamble. The question is, was it the right time to do it? And look, only having, it's 2017, basically to a two-score game with a field goal and a touchdown. Was it necessary to do it? No. Um, and maybe it kind of sold. Look, to me, it sells like, look, I'm confident in our defense. That Look, even if we don't get the ball back, we're still going to stop them. So, yes, it's easy to point at that and say that was a dumb move. But I could see the alternative of like, look, it's 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 a bounce away from being a genius move, and we're talking we're having a completely different conversation of like Nebraska's got a gym on their hand and they could literally have an undefeated season. And this college playoff prediction that we're having, Nebraska could be cool, not not realistically, but again, Nebraska was the worst best team in college football last year. If we go if you go back and look at it, they had a they had a solid team, and I think everyone expected that team to carry over and be a dominant powerhouse and back to. The, the old days of Nebraska, which is we haven't seen sure. in, 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 in a very long time. Look, if there's a team that I had to pick that I would like to see do do well, it would be Nebraska. It just to kind of to get to see what it's like to live back in those days of when Nebraska was just that you you went through Nebraska to to play for for a natty. So it's been it's been a very oh, long sure. time. And I think this is uh he's gotta win some football games, big dog. He has got a tough road. Let me let's pull it up really quick here. Look, obviously this isn't Gator Talk, but it's always fun. I mean, we everyone knows who who this is and College football, football, it's college football, baby. We're <laughs> it's back. Right. It's it's week zero. We got to talk about it. North Dakota, obviously at at and again, this was this was a well, it sucks about it. It was a neutral site. I mean, you're playing in, in Dublin, Ireland. Like you, you can't. That's not acceptable. North Dakota, W Georgia Southern. They play Oklahoma at in Nebraska. In Oklahoma, Oklahoma was that fourth game. So that's where he was saying, look, they could pull off that W against Oklahoma, and I fully believe you catch Oklahoma at a time where they're transitioning head coaches. And quarterbacks, yeah, you could pull that W off. I've seen Oklahoma lose worse. So now you're four and zero when he was looking at it. Nebraska's a top twenty-five team immediately, uh, but now he's 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 fighting a, a an uphill battle here. North Dakota, Georgia, he's two and one. Oklahoma is going to be the game that saves his career. It, it could be the resurgence of of Scott Frost, or it could be the end of Scott Frost. In my opinion, if they go into Nebraska and lose that massive game at noon, that's going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, that that could be the end of it. He wins there. Then you have Indiana, Rutgers. Now you're on a little bit of a run. Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota. You can get on an gosh, absolute... Talk, talk about a terrible schedule, though. Like, my gosh. Like, easy-wise or uh, just like... I'm no, not ex- yeah, easy-wise. Like Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, Oklahoma. Okay. Indiana, Rutgers. Purdue. Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, I like Minnesota. I think they got the last three games. Though. The last three games though gets Buck nasty, so I can't really say Woo! too much. So then yeah. it goes. But look, so look, if they win, they win. They're they're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight and one. The whole season flips. So if that's the case, then this whole conversation is a waste. And Scott Frost is he's cold as ice, right? He's like Matty Ice. He's Scotty Scotty Ice. He's back on the back on the run. Even if they lose to Michigan, but now you go into Michigan. It, you're you're you're. Hey, we are here to win this game. Then Wisconsin in Nebraska, and then finishing with Iowa. It's not over by any stretch of the imagination. But that Oklahoma to me is going to be the, the deciding factor. You lose Oklahoma, you're two and two. The the energy's out of the room. I could see you losing to a Purdue in Purdue or like a losing that Rutgers game just because that's that's just how that kind of pans out. But it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But 
I wish the, uh, the nothing but the best to old frosted tips there. We'll see here. <laughs> frosted tips. I like that. <laughs> Less miles to Nebraska. Let's see what you guys are saying. Chad Varnador. I was at a wedding yesterday with that last name. I wonder if that's it there from the wedding. <laughs> uh, Utah falls in the swamp 31 to, 20, 31 to 38. My prediction when Florida wins, do we make it? The top 25, 100%. I think we were just out of it when we looked at the projections of where we sat, 100%. Especially if it's like a 40, uh, 38 to 31 wouldn't be a blowout. But again, it depends on what happens in front of us. I don't think Utah falls out of the top 25 with that loss. But I want to say there's a few top top 10, top 25 matchups. I know Georgia and Oregon are playing. I don't think either one of those teams fall out of top 25. Uh, but... I, it, honestly, it just depends on who is in the top 25. That 25th spot, I know Texas is up there. I, I don't see why we wouldn't. But again, you have to make the argument of who's going to get pushed out. Yep. Can you can you pull that up, Steve, while I look at the comments on who is in the top 25? So we can. I think that's a good conversation Absolutely. to see like who, who could be pulled out. Muddy says Florida beats Utah 31-30 on a blocked field goal. I love the, the, the predictions. Anthony says he shouldn't have called an onside kick. I, I agree. I think I think I think it's there's it's more reason not to call it than it is to call it for so with Scotty Frost there. Garrett Bula, will you be at the tailgate? We 100 percent will be at the tailgate. Uh, we have a conversation with uh, the the marketing manager. We're going to be at the the Chris Doring Mortgage Company tailgate, which is right on Gators Walk, right in front of the stadium. You can't miss it. So just come head over to that area. You'll see Steve and I's big doofus head. Uh, we're planning to go live. I talked with Judd about this. We're planning to go live about 3.30-ish because it's going to be a little bit slower. That's when the tailgate starts for them, uh, when tailgate guy sets up that entire tailgate. And so we'll be there hanging out, doing some giveaways, just kind of get to know the fans. We're going to make some content probably while we're out there, some fun videos. So come by and see us and hang out with us for a little bit. Uh, Muddy, did y'all see Desmond Howard's pick for Baylor? Yes, we're going to go over that. We're going to break it all down here in just a minute. Did you give me the top five there, Stevie Steve? Uh, yeah, so we got top 25. So we got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Just, Clemson, just give me give me 25. No, 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 give me 25 down. Uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, No, 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 no. 25, 25 like the other way. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BYU is 25. Okay. Houston, Cincinnati. Got to give them some credit, man. They've they've hung around. Wake Forest is at twenty two. I've got Old Miss at is at twenty one, okay. and Kentucky is at twenty. So let's take a peek here. Who does BYU at, play? Checking that now. South Florida, so that's a W for them. Okay. Do you move? Do you move BYU out if they lose again? I, it would it would depend on how bad they beat beat them. Utah plays or Houston plays a nobody. So they're going to be still up there. Cincinnati plays yep, Arkansas. So that could be the game. So Cincinnati and Arkansas it. play. That's going to be the deciding factor. So yes, because I think either one of those teams lose with being 19 and 23. Arkansas being Cincinnati, it, again, the closest matters. But I think that's who's probably going to get booted if I had to guess. And I, again, yeah. I'm, that's that's imagining Wake Forest wins, Old, Old Miss wins. Yeah, BMI, yeah. Wake Forest is going to win. They play a, no, they play a, a nobody. Old Miss nobody. plays... Troy. So yeah, these guys shouldn't they shouldn't lose their spot to Florida just because they they win. So that Arkansas game is going to be the deciding factor. So yes, if we win, uh, there's no reason one of those teams get booted out in my opinion. Yep. Now, BYU they barely squeaks be BYU or Cincinnati barely squeaks. I don't think Cincinnati's going to get moved, but if BYU barely squeaks by USF, 
them possibly. They could be a, another one that gets that gets the boot. But yeah, all these top twenty five teams don't play anybody now. Oregon's going to drop down a little bit um, once they lose to Georgia. So there isn't much of a big big matchups in the early on. So God, Michigan's schedule is easy too. But great question, great question. I think if we definitely win, that we should be there for sure. All righty. Boys and girls, let's move on to the next one here, the college football playoff prediction. This is going to be a fun one here. So, see, we, we talked about that. Desmond, this is why I know that we're not that crazy. This is why I know that our, <laughs> our opinions and, uh, you know, thoughts on how this is going to roll out isn't wild because this guy's over here picking this Final Four and he's on a national TV coverage. I mean, it's on ESPN and we all know how ESPN is. But I don't think we're as crazy as, you know, people like to point out. Um, his Final Four was Baylor. Pitt, Michigan, and Texas A&M. So let's break it down by those four quadrants, okay? And let's see how he got there. It, so when you hear it, you're like, there's no way. But then if you look at it, I was like, okay. Okay, so let's look at let's look at Pittsburgh first. Is Pittsburgh even? Okay, they're ranked 17th. Now, they lost the number one wide receiver in the country, and they lost tiny, tiny hands, which is crazy to me. West Virginia, they play first. Who who also has uh what's his face from Georgia, the quarterback the transfer, gosh I gotta get better with these names, Daniel right what's his name? Come that on Steve, right. that, that sounds right. right. Uh hold on I'm I'm going over the schedule right now. Um, oh my gosh what's his name? JT Daniels JT Daniels okay, killing me there. West Virginia so that game to me isn't a shoe in game. There it is, shooting again. Take and, a shot, everybody. So that, that's look, a big, uh, that's a big game. Uh, that's, there's a, there's rivalry in in that game. That's a they, Thursday night that game, game, boys. That's a Thursday night game. Let's go, seven p.m. Let's get it off. Start off right. Oh, I love me some college football. Dialed in, I'm fired up, baby. Then you got Tennessee at home, but Tennessee. That's game two. All right, so let's say let's say they get a squeak out two and zero. Because I think they're going off of like Pittsburgh's coming off of a good year. They should be able to win those two games at home. I'll give it. Let's just give it to them. West Virginia W, Rhode Island W, Georgia Tech W, Virginia Tech W, Louisville W, North Carolina W, Syracuse W, Virginia W, Duke W, then Miami. So that's going to be again the deciding factor. You play Miami, you go to the ACC championship. If you're rolling that hard, yes, I don't see them beating, winning three of those games. The Miami game, I see them winning. I think Miami's a little bit overrated. The West Virginia Tennessee game, I'm seeing. I see them coming one and one out of that. They come out two and zero. Oh. Desmond's pit pr- prediction doesn't seem as crazy as as everyone Genius. thinks it is. Yeah, Genius. because look, because the road to get there, the ACC is not that hard. I'm not. This is not me taking a shot, Steve. I know you was like to get the, uh, personal and your feelings get all get all worked up. But if with the ACC being as easy as it is, I don't think Clemson's going to be what everybody what everyone thinks Clemson's going to be, and I don't think Miami is going to be as as you know, uh, talented as as they think it is either. So that isn't crazy, right? I don't I don't want to take too much time, but we we're in agreement that look, it could happen. That's how all this is now. For him to leave Alabama out is a little outrageous to me, but obviously this that's where the Texas A and M comes into play. So, but so if we think about the, the four quadrants here, like who made it last year it was Michigan, Cincinnati, uh, Georgia, and Bama. Alabama. And okay, Bama, so yeah. so so we're 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 basically taking Pittsburgh and replacing, let's say, Cincinnati. How, that's not that crazy. It really isn't. It's not. A Cincinnati team made it last year, okay? So there's the one. The second one is Baylor. That one, to me, is not crazy at all. Like, it honestly no, isn't. No, no, not at all. Actually, I, I that pick is consistent with him and Herbie. Um, 
uh, both of them think that uh, that Baylor is going to make that uh, make that move, which means that for the first time in a long time, we're going to see a playoff without Oklahoma. Uh, I, I know they, you know, look, <laughs> they're going through a lot of transition, but I mean, as long as the playoffs have been around, it feels like Oklahoma always finds a way to sneak themselves in there uh, at the last minute um, to, 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 to have a shot at it. I know they didn't last year, but just, my gosh, it just feels like Oklahoma just almost has like a designated spot at the table at this point. Um, so real quick though, they say Clemson stacked Clemson is, but they don't have to play Clemson until the ACC championship. If, if they make it to the, if Clemson makes it to the ACC championship, which so that, that's, that's part of it as well. Are they on the same side though? No. Okay. Yeah. They, Cause they don't play each other. They wouldn't, that doesn't make sense. All right. So Baylor We're plays better. Albany first W shoe in plays BYU W Texas tech W Iowa state W Oklahoma state. That's going to be their game. Like, look, every, all these teams have a game, right? So obviously he's taking them over Ohio state because that Baylor, Oklahoma state, excuse me, is in Baylor. Didn't Baylor and Oklahoma State? You and I bet on that game last year. They played in the, the I believe so. The, yeah. the Big Twelve Championship. And who won that game? Was it Baylor? I think was, it was Baylor. I think it was Oklahoma State. I think I took Oklahoma State. Was it? You took I think so. I don't look it up. Look That's it up like you going down. West Virginia. Again, West Virginia could be a, a, a you know a threat at that point or just be West Virginia. Kansas, LOL. Texas Tech, LOL. Oklahoma again. I don't see Oklahoma being this this powerhouse of a school. Kansas, Kansas State, TCU, and Texas. And you play in the in the in the in the the Big Twelve, which could be an Oklahoma or an Oklahoma State. And you've already played them once. Again, it's not that crazy. It they were they were to me in my opinion since they were close. I I said the winner of that game has the potential to make it into the Final Four. We talked about it last year. Because a few things needed to happen in front of them. I think Cincinnati needed to lose, obviously, and I think Notre Dame needed to lose. Uh, but they were close last year, in my opinion, on cracking that top, that playoff spot. So again, not a wild prediction for Desmond there. No, I like I like the Baylor pick. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's they've they've got a, a favorable schedule, um, and it, they've got a good team. To be completely honest with you, it's not it's not. As, as if they're walking out there and 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 just kind of getting by. Uh, they beat uh, Oklahoma State last year uh, 24-14. No, 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 they, they, they lost. Uh, Oklahoma State lost uh, 21-16 to, to Baylor. Here, here's where, where Desmond loses me, is the Texas A&M pick. And this isn't because I don't think Texas A&M is not going to be a good football school. But what he's telling me is that Texas A&M is going to beat Bama. That's not crazy. That's that's a that's a reasonable possibility. What he's telling me though is that Texas A&M is only going to lose one game. They're going to have. There's no way Texas A&M goes undefeated. They play Miami. This is their run right here. My they, two two no, no two nobody schools right. And they play Miami, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Alabama, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, and LSU. That is a beast of a schedule. Any way you want to Ooh. slice it, that is a beast of a schedule. To come out there unscathed is going to be yes. If they go through that, no, I mean obviously they're going to be in the championship. Let's say they beat Bama, they're going to drop one of the other games. I truly believe they will. It's either going to be a Florida, it could be a Ole Miss game, it could be like all these games are at home too, except Bama, which is going to be beneficial for them. I could see now why he's thinking that Miami, Arkansas, Florida, Ole Miss, LSU, all at home. Uh, I just don't see them pulling that off. I really don't. I'm not sold on them just yet. Uh, the King is named the starting quarterback as of yesterday. But 
they so that they have to win all those games. They have to beat Bama, right? Now, if they go undefeated, then yes, that would that would work. That's the only way because he's a, what what Desmond's saying there is that if Bama loses to Texas A&M, that Bama is is going to lose another game. I don't see Bama losing another game, right? So A&M would have to go undefeated to to top Bama for that top spot for the SEC West because obviously he's choosing an SEC champion to move on. Uh, right. Georgia has a fairly easy schedule. They don't play any of those. They don't play A&M, and they don't play Bama. Georgia does not. So you're telling me it's yeah. going to be a Georgia-Texas A&M matchup. That's what I'm assuming his prediction was in the SEC championship, and you're going to say A&M, after that brutal schedule, takes down the defending champions, the dogs? It Ooh, could happen. That's risky. That's risky. Look, TAMU has a has a home field advantage. I mean, they're, they're one of the best in the country, but – uh, my gosh, that the, even if you've got a lot of advantages going into the game, even if you're 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 matched up well, uh, you're, you're still just asking for, you know, just a, a gambit of a, of of a schedule to get through. That's a lot. And if you have any injuries, my gosh, that's that's very, very difficult to to push yourself uh, all the way through that whole thing and, and be able to push yourself ahead of, you know, potentially a, a, a Bama or Georgia uh, uh, to, to get into the top four. Yeah, that one to me is a stretch. And look, his next would be Michigan in the top four. And so to me, it's going to be Ohio State. That's who I pick. Him I I, I'm going to ahead of myself on who are my our predictions, but... He basically is picking Michigan over Ohio State. I'm taking Ohio State over Michigan. Their schedule is a cakewalk, Colorado State, Hawaii. We just saw what Vandy did to Hawaii. UConn, Maryland, Iowa. Iowa is a fun game, but nope. Indiana, Penn State. Penn State's in shambles. Michigan State, that's going to be a tough one. I think Michigan's the big brother at the moment. Uh, Rutgers, Nebraska. Again, that's a story in itself. That that That... that that could be a game, which we just talked about with old Frosty Frost, but who knows? Illinois, then Ohio State. How how the that game is a twelve o'clock game is beyond me. But what the Michigan Ohio State game? Always, yeah, every year. Um, every year. I mean, I kind of I don't mind. It's fun, but it's it's because they can't compete with the SEC games and stuff. But that game, it, that's going to be the deciding factor, I think, of who who lands the 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 top the final four. To me, it's going to be Ohio State. Ohio State is going to be an absolute powerhouse this year. I would be shocked if they. If they don't win at all, to be honest with you, it's probably going to be Bama, Bama, uh, Ohio State. But my four, let's get into the the final four here on who we think is going to be there. Uh, there. Bama is going to be my my pick. I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. It's not who I want, ladies and gentlemen. I would love to be wrong on all these picks. Bama, and we'll do we'll do a halfway park halfway mark too. I think that'll be fun halfway through the season prediction. Bama, Ohio State is going to be the top two of the sides, one and two. It could be anybody's game. I see. I'm trying to look here and see who I think is going to be up there. I like the Baylor pick. I really do. I really do based on schedule and Pac-12 and what's in front of them. Because if the guys that we just said are up there, that means like the Clemson's. Clemson could be in that one, but that means like the Texas A&M's not going to be there. I don't think Utah's going to be in the conversation at all. Uh, I don't think USC's going to. USC? Hold on. Please hold, please. Hold on. So before you go down that path, I had USC on my list going into this cast. Um, And then as we've been talking, I've done a little bit of research. Uh, So USC 
you you think they have a, a very very simple schedule being out there on the pack, and I know this is going to upset people from Utah and things like that. My like I'm just saying from perspective, it seems like it's a easier uh, an easier schedule than some of uh, some of the other uh, Baylor uh, or Bama, Texas A and M. So they have Rice. They they open with Rice. Okay, that should be a win. They open against. Uh, then they have Stanford. Okay, Stanford's down, no big deal. Fresno State should be a win, no big deal. My favorite game of all time in the history of college football is USC uh, versus Oregon State. That is Trojans versus Beavers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They have have Arizona State. They have Washington Washington State. State. So far, they're undefeated. So far, they're, they're undefeated. Un- they should be undefeated. Now, then they play Utah. Things get dicey. They no. have to play Utah. W. They play Arizona. W. Cal. W. Colorado. W. And then they finish with UCLA. W. And then Notre Dame. W. Notre Dame is five right now. I just want to point that out there. Notre Dame is fifth so in the country. I- I'm taking. I'm taking USC in the Final Four. I hate to say it, but I would love for it to happen just because football will be back, in my opinion, to get the West West Coast involved. I think that schedule, and this is what we talked about with Lincoln Riley going over there, right? Oklahoma was always on the outside looking in because the Pac-12 was a little more competitive. And now he goes there. He's bringing his quarterback. He's got the number one wide receiver from Pitt there. Uh, O-line troubles, obviously. So there's, But again, they have such an easy schedule to find their rhythm. And I believe in Lincoln Riley. So my final four right now, or final three, is USC- Bama and Ohio State. And then the last spot is I don't think it could be an ACC team. I think the easy pick would be a Clemson. So I'm actually going to go with that. I'm going to say Clemson. I think okay. Clemson finds a way back in. I'm hoping not, but I think I'm going to just kind of take the the easy route. So my final four is Clemson, USC, Bama, and Ohio State. We'll see. I like it. I like it. Um, look, like throwing an ACC team uh, in there is is brave of you to say the absolute least. I'm not a huge fan of, of Clemson, not because I'm a Florida State fan, but I just don't I don't get a good feeling out of their quarterback DJ Ulugawi. I know that their team is talented. I don't get a huge like boost of confidence thinking that that guy is the new Taj Boyd or. Or, or any of the quarterbacks they've had come through in the last decade. I'm well. If, if they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. I'm going to go with Bama, uh, Ohio State. I think that they are able to hold their own uh, in the Big Ten. They do have the Michigan Ohio State game at home this year because they played in Michigan last year. Wait, who do you have? Uh, sorry. Who do you have? I'm going to take Bama, Ohio State. Okay. I think that. Texas A&M sneaks in, even though they have to go through. Uh, wait, wait, Bama. you're gonna have Bama and A&M? I am. I think that I think that the Bama and AM and Texas A&M are going How? into what because they 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 both have a loss. But if 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 their only losses are to one another, or if the only won't losses be, no, are that's not in, possible. It won't. Hold on, hold on. They can only so if. If it, if Bama goes undefeated and beats A and M, then A and M wouldn't play in the in the SEC conference, so they would play like a Georgia. I'm not saying you're crazy, but you got like let's just play this out here. Like think about that. 
Yeah, but, but, but if that's the case, what, what if Georgia goes in? Like, we're, we're talking about like their final rankings, right? Like, it can be a situation with A and M has one loss or Bama has one loss. They don't have to play in the championship in order to get into it. We've seen that already. We've we've seen a situation where the team that played in the SEC championship. So the only I can, look, I'm not saying you're Bama, crazy. Bama but, but, got in against Georgia without playing in the SEC championship. No, Bama got in when they lost the SEC championship. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. But I'll, I'll still take Baylor. I like Baylor. So Baylor, A&M, Bama, and, Clem- and Ohio State? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll you just, wanna, you, Clemson, Steve, I'm going to give you a chance to re- rethink that. So the only way A&M gets in, a lot has to happen in front of them. The ACC has to be a complete uh, just... Dumpster fire. I think that's the case, though. Yeah, I think that's the so case. So ACC, though. the USC loses three games, two to three loses two, two, two to two, because they only if USC loses two but wins their wins the championship, they're going to be more of a uh, an argument than Texas A and M. Now, strength of schedule is going to help Texas A and M, but Texas A and M has one loss and it's to Bama. Bama has to then beat a Georgia, but if Georgia only has one loss to Bama and it's the SEC championship, Georgia's going to get in. So Georgia's going to have to lose two yeah. plus games. A lot. There's so many. Like, I just, I just you're feel crazy. like Bama and Texas A. I, I feel like Bama and Texas A and M are are two top four teams that. It, but so, it but here's like they, they you're not it. wrong. But here's I, the I get, thing: I get there's the too, too much. The too much has to happen to complement for A and M to get in. If A and M, if A and M loses, if I pull the, this off. You're, there's no shot. There's no shot. There's I will if you if I will pay you a hundred dollars and take three shots on the cast of, of blue lightning moonshine if that happens. It's it's like it would have to be the craziest season of college football history for Bama and AM to be in it, just based on logistics alone. Write it down. <laughs> You're crazy, Steve. You're just shooting piss missiles out here just from from, from your hip at this point. <laughs> Let's see what, no, what the no, comments no, no. have to say. Let's see what the Let's comments say. You're 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 nonsense today. Drink your wine and shush. I'm over you. Oh my! No review. Uh, Vanderbilt looked like the best team that played a week zero game. I mean, there wasn't really much. Look, FSU. I was I was giving kind of Steve some crap to only put up forty against uh, Bishop Sycamore while Vandy steamrolled Hawaii. I was impressed. I'm impressed by by Vandy. I was happy for him. Um. Georgia made the playoff last year, losing the SEC title. Yes, I'm, that's I can see that happening. They go in, they go into that game, lose that a close game, and everything else behind them. Yeah, I can see that happening. A and M is not going to play in the in the SEC turn in the championship if they lose to Bama, so they can't go in with that one loss. Again, that's what I'm saying. A lot has to happen. The a- ACC has to be a dumpster fire, and then the 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 SEC East, Georgia, would have to lose two or three games, and plus the SEC championship for A and M to get in. It's just too many. There's too many variables, Steve. Uh, there you, is. A, you heard what I said. He Adrian says two. He goes. I'm with Holly here. You're not with Holly, Adrian. Stop. He, uh, there is a possibility of two SC teams. There is, but not. I don't uh, think it works in that manner. It's going to be from. It has to be east and west. Too much has to happen in front of them. It's possible. They're, they're both po- very good teams. Yeah, I don't look, guys. You're saying Bama won without it at playing the SEC. I'm not saying you have to play in it, but you have to think of how it happened. <laughs> you see what you did? Now, now whose side are they on? Now whose side are they on? Hit my button. Fuck. <laughs> Hit my button. No. <laughs> Come on. No. You fight for FSU. Fight, baby, fight. Thank you. 
Bama made the playoff before not making the SEC title game. What what year was that? What I would love I would love to look at the year and, and play and, and, and give you the and breakdown. Because if that's the if that's the reason that that if that's what's happened, I believe that was the year A and M probably went or LSU went maybe, and LSU went as a one loss, and the SC East went, and Bama only had one loss. Again, a lot has to happen. That essentially just means that Bama and LSU go into their game, or not LSU, but uh, Texas A&M, go into their game undefeated. That's it. And then whoever wins goes to the SEC, Bro, but it doesn't a, mean a walking that one encyclopedia. loss knock, knocks anybody out. Twenty right. Okay, there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. So that wasn't okay. Hold on. So this is this is different too. This is I mean we're still voting to get in, but this we didn't have the playoff. Two thousand eleven cultural bowl games. I need some more more data here. I I mean, okay, here we go. I found it. Um, so Auburn Auburn won that year, unless I'm looking at the wrong year. Auburn beat Oregon that year, and and Bama was no nowhere to be found. So that that wasn't the year. Maybe it's 2012. I need to look up. I'm pulling that up, Neil. Okay, so Bama Bama beat Notre Dame that year. Bama was twelve and one. Yep. Uh, damn, Gators were eleven and one that year. What a time to be alive, huh? Um. Okay, so who won the SEC championship in twenty twelve? That would be. Alabama. Oh, that's right. That's when they threw the ball. Uh, Georgia threw the ball to their tight end right there at like the five yard line. And instead of him getting out of bounds, he like he went down in in bounds. So Bama ended up winning it. I remember that. And so the so here's where that how that worked out. But wait, but Georgia beat. Beat Bama in the SEC championship. That was the SEC championship. Uh, okay, so then that, that's it, that's not the, that's not the answer. You asked me to look up the twenty. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's not so twenty eleven because Bama lost to LSU in twenty eleven and rematched them in the title. Oh, I do. That wasn't. Right. That was that was 09. That wasn't eleven. That, that was, was no. That was no twenty eleven SEC championship was Bama versus uh, LSU. So look, no, but so, that wasn't. But Bama, Bama lost to LSU in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, it was like nine to six. Like neither one scored a touchdown. No, but Georgia. Hold on. And then and then they played. They LSU played Georgia. LSU played Georgia in twenty eleven. It wasn't twenty eleven. I think it was like oh nine or ten. What where Georgia and Alabama played, or uh, LSU and Alabama played? Nope. Oh nine was 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 Bama and Florida. Okay. What maybe it was oh seven. I think it was 07. Bama LSU. Uh, 
Either way, you, this is still defending what I said. Oh, wait. It got Bama and LSU into the national championship. It was a seven. LSU beat Bama in the regular season, and then Bama, but Bama beat Bama LSU. did not play. Bama did not play in a, in a championship in 2011. No, but there's there, there was a game where Bama couldn't play in the SEC championship because they lost to LSU regular season. They still got in no. to the national championship. No, and they, they did not. Beat LSU. 2011, they did not play in the national championship. Not 2011. It doesn't have to be 2011. That's what Buddy was saying. I think it was twenty. It was 2007. Oh. So yes, that is correct. Yeah, they, they didn't play in the SEC championship. They did get voted in. So now I want to see the the rankings for that. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, because Bama Bama clowned them in. The so so it was it was LSU. Wait, I don't see Bama. Where is Bama? In 2011, Bama beat LSU in the Natty 21 to nothing. And that's true because that makes sense because Bama Bama lost to LSU literally in a field goal kicking competition. Uh at Bama, if I'm not mistaken, I think LSU beat them in Alabama. But neither team. Like, it was just a. If, if you're a defensive fan of when you like when you watch football, so, why am I, so hold on. Guy, when I type in t- twenty when I type in twenty eleven, I get okay. It's twenty twelve. That's where I'm going to confuse. It's twenty twelve. It's the twenty twelve national championship at the twenty eleven season. Okay, that's where I was getting confused. That's why I kept getting the wrong the wrong stuff. Okay, so twenty twelve college football rankings. Because I want to say both teams went into that game. Antonio just plays. Welcome two months, baby. Howdy, baby. Yes, sir. Okay, so Bama was was one. Oregon finished twelve and one. Oh, it need to be twenty eleven season. Golly, it's killing me. Uh, it, it's weird the way they do the national championship. The, the national championship is always like the year later. So, like, if it feels weird, it's the twenty. You know, thirteen. So, national so, championship. so. Okay, so here's here's why this happened. This is one of those weird things where the Bama played, Bama lost to obviously LSU the t- one time they played each other. So Bama did not get into the SEC championship. LSU goes to the SEC championship, plays Georgia, right? Steamrolls Georgia, who is ten and four. So Georgia's not in the conversation. Then you have Oklahoma right. State, who was twelve and one. Oregon, who was twelve and two, Arkansas, who was eleven and two, Arkansas did also did not play in the SC championship. USC, who was ten and two, and Stanford, who was eleven and two. If I remember pro- correctly, I want to say Stanford beat USC or something like that too. Because now look at it, you got a twelve and one Bama team who didn't get an opportunity. To- I remember this that year. This was also a year before the college playoffs too, which makes a factor. I do. I, I recall the year now, but your their their comparison is you're trying to make it to the Texas A and M situation. And I could see, and again, a lot had to have happen. A lot happened here. You had Oregon 12 and 2, Arkansas, who was a top five team, who obviously, you're not going to put Arkansas over Bama, so they're out. USC, I want to say one of those teams lost their championship game, which would have, you know, you can't lose a championship game and also get in with two losses. And a team like Stanford went into that game to get, I'm pretty sure they did beat them if I'm, yeah, because they have one more win than them. So now you have a, a 10 and 2 team beating Stanford. Well, they're, they have more losses than Bama. 
and they be then they're ranked seventh. So you make them jump Bama seven spots to get in. Again, it was one of those. I remember when it happened. It was wild that it happened, but it was it was yeah, LSU was LSU was pissed that they had to to to, to play Bama again. They were pissed. That was a that was a, a a wild one. Jeremy says move on, killing the bud buzz. I mean, we we got on the left, so that was a worth that was our ending our ending statement. So we were kind of having a good time there. <laughs> so we're fine at this point. Yeah, we're hanging out. But uh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for stopping by. Uh, great show as always. We had a blast with you per usual. If you guys are brand spanking new, we want to get to three thousand subs by the by September third. That'd be really really cool for us to break that milestone. So if you're not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Sixty members, we're gonna be handing out some Gator tickets. We got ten members to go. If you want to become a member, links in the description. Smash it, join, it. show some love. Uh, also, drop a like if you guys enjoyed today's show. We appreciate your comments as always. Be here Wednesday at eight thirty-five, where we would go live every Wednesday. It's gonna be a great show as usual. But until next time, I'm Shelton. And I'm Holly. Steve. See you, bud. Let's go, baby. Go, Gators. I feel this pain you are